Hi, you're listening to What the Helio. My name's Matt, and I'm the host. And with us, we have our industry specialist, Tyler Garlick. How you doing, Tyler? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. On What the Helio, we talk about uh, primarily JavaScript, right? We're talking about uh, outdated ES5 on this episode. Yep. In favor of? ES2015 and the latest and greatest stuff. All right, good. And on this podcast, we will be having guests and uh, industry specialists in addition to Tyler, but uh, you'll hear both of us on each episode. So let's go ahead and start with a couple of questions for you, if you don't mind. Tell me about the current industry predicament revolving around JavaScript. Yeah, so we've uh, had this old version of JavaScript around for quite a long time, uh, over five five to ten years, I would say. And what happened was in um, 2015, the group that kind of controls JavaScript decided that they needed to bring in some new paradigms, some new shift in thought to help developers write better, uh, more succinct JavaScript. And so what we're seeing right now is in industry, all of our current tooling and and frameworks and things like that are not being updated to the latest and greatest. Well, it's 2017 right now. That came out in 2015 and you know, it's just one of those problems as you're teaching new new students. How how do you point them to stuff that's current and stuff that's uh, the best practices? And so uh, that's really the predicament honestly in industry right now. So you're telling me they're not really retrofitting, is that it? Yeah, through documentation, through thought. I mean, the, the thought process itself has completely changed. So even if we see developers who are writing new JavaScript syntax, sometimes they're not shifting their old old thought process to, to the new stuff, right? And so it's kind of a twofold problem of documentation and actual framework level code. So to someone like myself, I'm not a lay person, but I definitely don't have anywhere near the expertise that you do. Uh, my initial thought is why aren't they doing that? That's a good, that's a good question. It's a million dollar question, actually. Um, it could be time, you know, maybe their employers or people maintaining the project just don't have time, right? They just they just look at it and documentation is usually the last thing that suffers in a project. Um, no one wants to write that. The other thing it might be is just straight up training, right? Like they don't, they haven't shift, shifted their mental focus or their mental models to this new uh, version and and the other thing it might be is just straight up uh, you know like learning the learning it from because it, it kind of shifts your whole thought process right and so that whole learning piece the the mental model with writing the JavaScript probably hasn't shifted um, it also could be just there was a lot of things we had to do from a tooling perspective uh, to to transpile which is to write it in the new syntax and it converts it to the old syntax. So I kind of think it's it's a mixture of those three problems, right? If you're writing a framework, you don't want to retool it for the newer version. If you're also writing a framework, you don't want to write new documentation. And the last thing is you're busy at work. You don't want to, you don't have time to learn the new stuff. And I think that all three of those things are kind of just pushing developers into keeping the old stuff around, honestly. So without uh, alienating anybody, it kind of sounds like it's a, a laziness. A little bit, yeah. To I some mean, extent, or is it cost motivated? Probably both, but I, you know, developers are inherently lazy, especially the good ones. They don't, you <laughs> know, they don't want to go out and. Uh, so everybody listening. Yeah, everyone listening. We're all lazy, right? We all procrastinate. 
procrastinators unite tomorrow, right? Um, we, we definitely suffer from a lot of that in industry, and I think that it bleeds over into our open source projects. Because let's be real, these frameworks that we're building, they're kind of like our toy projects after hours if we're not working for our employer that pays for this project. So it suffers. It's, it's our what we do at, at, at home type of projects, right? And so that doesn't get usually as much love. So If things aren't being written in... Uh ES 2015 plus, right? Right. If they're not being written in that, or if, if that's not the industry standard right now, when does that become the industry standard? That's a really hard question also. I mean, it's been around for two years. The, all the browsers support it. Node supports it. Everything that executes JavaScript, we're, we're there. there. There really isn't an excuse, quite honestly. We, we have all the tooling to... We don't need to transpile code anymore because it's all there in the browser and in Node and... and it's teed up, right? It's just it's just a problem. I don't I'm not sure why. So we work for Helio Training. Helio Training is a boot camp. We focus on full stack web development. We also do at this time Unity, right? And UI UX. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really what we do most and what we do best, I would say, is probably our full stack web development. You are our lead instructor over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that you know for any of you who are listening that want uh, more training on what you've got, or if you work in a setting where corporate training is a possibility, please feel free to reach out and let us know. You can reach me at 801-302-2929. You can email me at matt.brown at heliotraining.com. So let me ask you this. Uh, there's got to be some advantages to ES 2015+, plus, right? Not just not just the new, the fact that it's new, because new doesn't always mean better. Sure. Uh, walk me through some of the advantages over ES5. Yeah, so... I, I think the biggest advantages are you can write more more concise and succinct JavaScript. So what that means is that we're writing less code to express more logic, and that usually means reduction in bugs. So the, mo- the more code that we write to express something in, in a language, the more apt it is to have bugs or logical errors or syntax errors. And um, ES2015 has been written in such a way that it's it's familiar with people who are not JavaScript experts. They can come into to JavaScript and have some constructs like classes and, and, and arrow functions and things like that. So it's helping us express ourselves a lot better code-wise. It makes it so it's more testable because we're writing better functions, we're, we're writing better code. And then at the end of the day, it's helping us become more productive because we don't have to write all this weird syntax around trying to convey meaning of, of source code. We can really sit down and get, get to work. And, and all of those things really should uh, boil down to increased performance and increased productivity as a developer. Something else that it does too is it helps people who are not familiar with JavaScript come back into in the land of JavaScript because we had a really, really weird syntax to do certain concepts before, right? And so um, those concepts are, are minimized. We don't have to create these iffy functions, which we're trying to, to make private variables. Now we have things to control private versus public variables, things like that. And and so really that that's what it boils down to. So when we've talked about this before, because I've, I've picked your brain, I'm interested in this myself, you told me it's a more elegant solution than ES5. Is that the case? Yeah, um, elegant for sure, because one, you can convey what you mean with less syntax, or the syntax you're going to write really conveys your your interpretation of it. Kind of back to that iffy, 
it's a concept in, J in ES5, the, the iffy syntax, where we're trying to make things public versus private. In the newer syntax, we, we no longer need that construct because we, we've modulized our code into files, and files determine what is public and private. So it's for sure more elegant because we can express intention a lot easier. For someone who's coming into, um, coming into the industry and they, they're trying to learn this syntax, right? It's a lot easier to read something that's public and private in the newer syntax because um, in the old syntax, we had to write this crazy iffy function. In, in the new syntax, we have this file that kind of privatizes things. And to a beginner, a file is going to be so much easier to see than this iffy, this iffy statement. And uh, anyone who's written an iffy statement knows what I'm talking about. Sounds a bit iffy to me. Yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> completely iffy. So it sounds also like there is a lower barrier for, for kind of newbies to start this, right? For sure. Well, that's fantastic because that's what we do here. I mean, most of the people that come to Helio training are new. Uh, but we do have a, a pretty decent sample and, and a growing sample in corporate uh, training structures where people who do have more experience in programming, uh, some of them in JavaScript, they're finding great value in what we offer here. We're recording from Helio Training, downtown Salt Lake City. You may have heard tracks come through a couple times. That's our light rail uh, or our train, our inner city train. It's pretty cool. Um, we offer boot camp style training here. Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, no, we uh, we definitely, this boot camp-esque uh, thing that's kind of a rose from traditional education is, is something that's really exciting, quite honestly. Um, a lot of other countries in Europe have have this uh, apprenticeship style of learning, and, and really boot camps are, are approaching that style of learning. Very concise, focused um, learning happening in these boot camps, and then at the end of the day, they, they uh, graduate with the skills necessary to go out and, and actually do, do work in the industry. And that's, that's exciting because we can see someone come in here from a job like construction and turn around and leave in a development job as a junior developer. And uh, those are life changers for people, you know, life changing from an economic standpoint of view, from a growth potential standpoint of view. And that's, that's really what we do here. And, and uh, it's exciting to see that growth happen, quite honestly. Good. Well, certainly we'll be talking about that on the next episode. On episode two, we'll be talking about boot camps and uh, why you shouldn't believe half of what you hear for good and for bad and how Helio training fits into that. Uh, so I've just got a couple more questions for you, not really related. Are you a Marvel or a DC guy? Oh, totally Marvel. DC's way overpowered, man. Just throwing that out there. Is that <laughs> Superman can't die. I mean, I mean, I guess kryptonite, but come on. Uh, all, all their characters... Can can Wonder Woman even die? I don't know. That, that's a fair question. I guess, you know, if you're going comic books versus movies, it's going to change a little bit probably, right? Probably, yeah. Okay, here's here's another question for you. Uh, why can't we code lightsabers? Like, is that a possibility? Huh. That doesn't make any sense, maybe, but we got to figure those out. And I don't know if we've tried something on the software side. Yeah, I feel like we're hardware constrained on that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, it will become a software problem, and when it does, I'll be excited, but... We don't have the midichlorians or whatever, right? No, or do don't, we? Don't, or do we? Don't start or do midichlorians. We? They've been ignored since that first stupid movie. Is that dark matter? Who knows? I don't know. It's not dark matter. <laughs> uh, okay, last question for you. Tell me about the funniest thing that's happened to you in this building. Oh, man. In this building. Um, I think I instructed a whole class with my fly down, honestly. And no one, <laughs> no, one, no one would tell me about it, you know? And then afterwards, one of the students pulled me and said, hey, your fly's down. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>
Okay, you've been listening to What the Helio with Matt and Tyler. Thank you very much for listening. Please let us know if you have any questions or if you have any comments. You can get us at whatthehelio at heliotraining.com. We'll see you next episode. What the Helio?